politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adam. Well, we talk a lot about bears, but they're usually the Russian bears and, you know, like uh, Cozy Bear. What, Travis, what are the other bears? Well, there's Fancy Bear. Mm-hmm. I think there's another one called Crazy Bear even. And these are all uh, hacking groups that are, if not sanctioned, are at least operating within uh, Russia. So Cozy Bear has a cozy relationship with hmm, Putin. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I had, I have, I think I'm about to have a very cozy relationship with an actual bear. <sighs> a black bear? A brown bear? Well, it is, it is a black bear. I was I was hoping you would think it was a grizzly bear, something really impressive, but it was actually super impressive. I was making coffee, I looked out the window, and I kid you not, it was 10 feet, maybe even five feet from my window, just sitting there breathing through its mouth and looking like he owned my house. So was the bear looking lovingly into your window, contemplating the possibility of dinner in the not too distant future? No, he looked he looked sort of like that like this place is annoying me for its lack of food. I am going to keep walking. But he walked around the house and then down the hill and and uh went down a hundred foot we have there's a big ravine ramp behind my house and he, he walked down it like it was nothing. And then when he got to the bottom of it, he stood up and stretched against a tree. Which is when I realized he was actually ginormous. It was like Andre the Giant down there. He was huge. It's important to realize that when Revenant 2 comes out, it won't be starring Leonardo DiCaprio. It'll be starring Bo Friedlander. And then what was really weird was online, I thought like, oh, I'm going to put this online because everyone's going to want to see the bear. Bears are cool. And especially where I live, because there didn't used to be bears here, and now there are bears. So I put it online, and, and the, the main argument uh, was, you know, like a jelly bean guessing contest. Everyone wanted to, wanted to know how much the bear weighed, and the guesses were all over the place. Travis, I think, resolved it, though. He decided that the bear was uh, giant and very heavy. So, you know, my bear, my backyard bear... Maybe he was looking for apples. That's what I thought. And I had some apples and I thought about feeding them. Everyone you know, was telling me not to, to be continued. This week's show has an apple hook. Hi there, I'm Adam Levin, cyber bear and cyber philosopher. And I'm Bo Friedlander, cyber mensch, cyber hmm, curious. And I'm Travis Taylor, cyber defender and just all things cyber. And this is What the Hack. A shame-free zone where people can tell us exactly what happened, why they did what they did or why they didn't do what they did, and maybe reflect upon how to do it better the next time. So hi, James. Adam here. Hey, Adam. We also have Bo Friedlander. 
Howdy. Travis Taylor. Hello. Hey, hey. We're delighted to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you. So what do you do? I am an engineer for a paper company, uh, manufacturing paper for international paper. In what part of the world are you in? I'm in the southeast in uh, Savannah, Georgia. So as an engineer for the company, what exactly do you do for them? Well, it's uh, a lot of work I didn't realize when I stepped into the role uh, about a little over a year ago, but it's to manage the repair, the maintenance, the inspection of all of our tanks for the mill. We've got a lot of chemical processes and storage of product and storage of other chemicals and that type of thing. So I have to maintain those tanks if there's leaks or if there's a scheduled inspection for an internal inspection. We do external inspections. We do thickness readings of the tanks. So I manage all of that and budget for annual outages because annual outages are mostly when we do our work. So I have to get all that ready. And it, it takes takes a good while with, you know, about 700 tanks. It's quite a bit. What do you do to unwind given the re- immense amount of stress all of those tanks and the oversight of those tanks uh, provides you on a daily basis? Well, it's, uh, it's just nice to come home, to relax. Uh, it's not a lot of high stress. It's just a lot of workload. But I do come home, spend time with my wife, uh, you know, and we just got married in May. So we're, you know, just Congrats. learning. Congratulations. You know, it's, uh, we remarried. So both of us are, are divorced and remarried. So I also do some woodworking, which is fun. Uh, I wow. built a lot of uh, that bookshelf right behind me. I built that. Nice. Uh, that's just a small piece, but I've done tables. I've done beds. I've done end tables. I've done coffee tables, done desks. Uh, so just lots of, lots of fun. I enjoy doing that. We'll expect Super to be getting cool. an invitation soon from Bo to come up to Connecticut because he's working on a house and I'm sure he could use someone with consummate carpentry skills. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're putting in a new kitchen and I thought maybe before we put in the new kitchen, we should, we should at least persuade the kitchen to stop sinking into the dirt. Um, so we put in a, a, a better footing and, and we've been we're making the kitchen level. And then once that happens, we'll anyway, the carpentry involved has been fascinating and it's really beautiful to see a well yes. done carpentry job. Yes. And of course, myself building a project, I know where every flaw is. You know, somebody mm-hmm. that walks into the room would look at it and say, man, that's gorgeous. And if I say, well, it looks good, but you know, that little spot over there or that, you know, that there was a bad cut, that kind of thing. So. Well, and that actually is the same with cybersecurity and with privacy and scams is like, you know, you, you remember what went wrong. And at the end of the day, we, we sort of, there's a lot of things that went right. Otherwise you wouldn't be sitting here with your nice carpentry that you didn't have right. to sell uh, <laughs> behind <laughs> you. <laughs> so. but, my, but my sense as an engineer, you are somebody who does pay attention to all things cyber as well, right? Uh, yes, I think that uh, for me, I like to learn technology. I like to learn what's what's out there, what's going on, uh, just to you know be up on things. You know, I don't like to be left in the dark. If there's an opportunity that I can capitalize on, and of course, crypto was one of them. I think it was just browsing on YouTube. There's a couple of channels that talked about it, and you know, I looked at it. It looked pretty interesting, and. I just, you know, was like, maybe I should get into it. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, but then I went to this conference and this conference, I met this guy and he was telling me, and I just, I couldn't believe it. He was telling me that, uh, you know, I put all of my, uh, my retirement money into XRP 
I said, what? Like, first of all, what's XRP? <laughs> and I said, all of your, your retirement money is in crypto? Are you kidding me? And I'm thinking, are you an idiot? <laughs> now, back up. Hold on. What did you think? I mean, you're old enough to know a day and age before crypto existed and investments were a very specific thing and you did it a certain way. Right. What'd you think? Well, I thought, you know, like my first thought would be, I wanted to find out more information. Like, what does he know that I don't know? I just like followed him around, not like a dog, but I just kind of said, hey, man, just let me know. You know, how do you know this? Oh, I've done research on this and XRP is a great token. It's going to be adopted by central banks and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow, how do you know all that? He said, well, he just is from his research. So, you know, I had some IRA money and I was, that's why I was interested. You know, if, if he said the potential is go from whatever it was, 23 cents at the time. He said this, it's going to go to maybe $5. I said, $5? Holy mackerel. So to me, that's just, you know, fascinating. So again, what did he know that I didn't? So I just sat there and, you know, followed him for a while, just trying to learn as much as I could. You know, I even texted him a little bit after. And I bought some crypto after, just from cash. I didn't have my IRA in it. You know, I, I just said, no, not, not right now. I'm going to see what's going on. So I did some research after the conference. Now I'm like, what goes, what's going on with this uh, money what, or crypto? What do I do with it now? And then, of course, I learned, well, you want to put it on cold storage. I said, well, what's cold storage? And I was just like, found some guys online talking about the, the two best uh, crypto cold storage wallets were the Ledger device and then the, uh, uh, what is it? The, Travis. Trezor? Trezor, yeah, the Trezor. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com.
So I said, okay, let me look at those two. And I said, well, Ledger has pretty good. And it was on sale at the time. There was a good deal at uh, Thanksgiving. So I bought one at Thanksgiving. I got it in and I moved my crypto to the Ledger. Ledger is what I got first. And everything was good, no problems. And then, uh, you know, I realized, yeah, if I lose my uh, seed phrase, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose my crypto. So I said, okay, I've got a few online or digital type uh, wallets that I can store information on. You know, I've got a password uh, remembering uh, database. Let me put it in there. So I put it in there and then I found out later on, you never put your seed phrase in a digital form. I'm like, okay, okay, stupid me. Right. And just, just to confirm uh, the seed phrase, is that the, what's it, 12 or like 24 passwords? Or Right. That's right. That's the one that, that you can rebuild it. If you lose your device, you can rebuild it and move it off of that device. It's just your access to the, to the blockchain. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I better get it off this, this Tracer or this ledger device. So I bought a Tracer in, in its place. And by the time I got it, it was beginning of February of 2021. And that was right when we had our annual outage start at the mill. And of course, we're working 12 hour shifts, sometimes 14 hours. And, you know, I, I really wanted to get this device in because I didn't want somebody compromising it. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, it's finally came in. So, okay, great. So I took it and I moved it from my ledger to my tracer and everything was good. I'm like, okay, awesome. And then I said, well, gee, if I, if I did that, you know, cause when I had the ledger device, it has a, it has an app for the iPhone cause you can connect to Bluetooth from, from your phone to your, your ledger device through Bluetooth. I'm thinking, okay, well, all the devices have it, don't they? I just assumed they did. So I went to the Apple app store and I said, okay, Where's the where's the Tracer device uh, app? Sure enough, there it was. So I downloaded the app, and then I had the splash screen come up and looked pretty pretty cool. It said, "Okay, enter your your password. I think it was password or passcode or something. I don't remember exactly the the term." And I said, "Well, okay, I'll put the seed phrase in here." So I typed in my seed phrase, and everything looked good, and nothing happened. I thought it was gonna you know, reboot or restart the app and then get access to my, my coins from my device on, on my iPhone. Well, sure enough, nothing happened. So I put it in again, just to make sure is something supposed to happen. It didn't say, of course, I didn't know. Then I said, well, okay, it's getting late. You know, I got to go to bed. So about 10 o'clock, I I just shut everything down or shut it off. And I, I went to bed. And then I think it was the next day, I checked it or two days later, something like that. And I said, well, let me check that app again. And I went on my phone and just nothing. It said, enter your phrase. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I said, well, let me go check on my Tracer device. So I brought my Tracer out and I connected it. And I looked back and it said from the time I put it on about 10 o'clock that night, or when I shut everything down, about two or three in the morning is when there was a transfer out of my Tracer wallet to another Oops. Right. Address. I'm like, oh, man, what just happened? And I'm thinking, did I do something wrong? Was it like maybe there's a time zone difference? You know, I'm thinking because some time zones are universal time code and some are Eastern, like I'm in Eastern. So I thought it was just the time. But did I send it somewhere? I'm thinking to myself, did I send it? Where did I send it if I sent it? You know, and I looked and I said, I don't remember doing that. So I just was like, 
wondering. And I just didn't, I thought it was something that I did, of course, you know, I sent it somewhere. So I went and I, I thought there's uh, someplace else on my Tracer. There's a hidden, I think there's a hidden wallet or a hidden part of your Tracer. So I kind of looked into it a little bit more and, and I, I just realized, I think it was probably three weeks later, once the whole outage ended, that it was gone. Ouch. But how I re- this is how I realized it. I actually went to the, the Tracer forum on Reddit and I typed in, you know, I just typed, the, what happened, man? I, I typed my seed phrase into the app and it's, it's gone. And the guy says, there is no Tracer app. I said, what? That's when I realized instantly my heart sank. I just said, oh, really? Oh, man. I was like not really mad. I was more upset at myself for what I did. Because when I look back, I said, okay, well, probably the Tracer didn't have Bluetooth connection. So because I remembered you had to plug it in and then the power came on. So I'm like, yeah, there's no power button on the device. So how do I? Maybe there is no Bluetooth. So what's the app then? And then I'm thinking, oh. so I went back to the Apple App Store and I searched for Tracer again, and it's not there anymore. Oh, boy. And I still had it on my phone, right. uh-huh. but it wasn't in the search engine anymore. I'm like, what's going on? So that's when I just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. There is no Tracer app. Or there was rather, and then uh, <laughs> I got taken offline because it wasn't. Uh, no. Yeah. It was somebody else's yeah. build of so-called Tracer app. Right. And uh, I'm sorry, one quick thing here is uh, what date did you uh, download the app? It was, I think it was early February. Right. The, um, just to, just for a little bit of background here, the Tracer app that was on uh, the Apple app store was on there from January 22nd to February 3rd. So they took it down on February 3rd. So Wait, that's, and when uh, did, and when did you download it? Well, like I said, I don't recall the exact date. I mean, I think I can look at my. But uh, towards the end of that run. Right. Right, it was close. It was in early February. Yeah, yeah oh, not to rub man. salt in the wound, but it sounds like that's pretty close to when they discovered something was up. Yeah, <laughs> missed it by that much. Yep, I, I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, there's apparently been a number of different Tracer apps that show up on the App Store, and of course, after a period of time, certain people get scanned. They just, you know, take so it down. We we were kind of amazed about this situation, and Travis got in touch with Apple. Uh, to see if they might say something other than what they'd already said to the media. And sadly, Travis, not so much, yeah? Yeah, the, uh, they gave me uh, a couple things. They first of all gave me a canned response, which was a direct quote from uh, what they said when the news first broke in early 2021. Which means that they sat around a room and really figured out that response, and that's, what, that's their story, and they're sticking to it. Right. That's kind of like the oops moment. Right. right. And so, I mean, part of their language is uh, saying study after study has shown that the app store is the most secure app marketplace in the world. And we're constantly at work to maintain that standard and to further strengthen the app store's protections, which. No, I saw it. And they also are they're like listing the thousands of apps that they don't uh, allow and they spike. But but the fact is that for all of that bluster that they threw at us, there's the fact that, and like maybe they release a thousand apps a month, something like that. Cold comfort to someone who's a victim of a scam. But you have this Apple thing, Adam. You have this logo. Right. It says, like, that says, trust me, man, I'm Apple. But this is an example of where people look at a logo and hope that they see a shield. But unfortunately... It's not necessarily a shield. 
No, it's a, it's, it's, it's just a logo. It's just a piece of marketing and it's all, and, and it has nothing to do with the product, unfortunately. Um, so in this case, the product was, was, I mean, is it fair, Adam, to say the product was faulty, Travis? Yeah, uh, I'd say absolutely. I think one thing I'd like to uh, be able to hear too, though, is if you tried to get in touch with Apple, what their response was. Yes, I was just about to say, I called Apple after I realized and I said, okay, well, they, they need to have accountability for an app, which was a phishing app. Because again, their whole premise is that their app store is you know maintained. It's the best in the world. It's secure. Yeah. All the apps are safe. Everything's good. Right. That's why I downloaded the Tracer app. I said, okay, you know, it's got a, uh, it's got an app. Great. I trust it because it's here. It says Tracer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why would I question it if they right, had slam the best? on the brakes? Were there reviews? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I'm thinking if it's well, <sighs> vaguely, if I remember, there's probably about three stars. Oh. And I think someone has said, well, needs more functionality, that type of thing. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also the the question too is that you know it may have had three stars, but how many people actually reviewed it? Because and and I always feel that when I go to the app store, if I see very few reviews on anything, I get a little nervous because either it's too new and I'd rather someone else experiment with it before I do, or exactly there's something wrong in River City. The fact is, you know. Yeah, this is the best advice you can possibly get, um, James. No, what, what Adam just said is 100% right. But, um, you know, Adam, I've definitely downloaded. I downloaded a game that was like so clearly like just designed to steal my data, but it looked like a fun game. I've done it out of curiosity to see whether or not I would get hacked, which always amuses Travis. But But the fact is like if I need it, I don't always – follow my own rules, which is there should be a lot of reviews. They should be basically positive. They should be recent as well. Uh, One thing that um, the Apple rep uh, wrote back to me that I thought was interesting Hmm. was they said that the Trezor app was initially marketed as a cryptography app and not a cryptocurrency app. So what's the difference? Uh, Cryptography, that that was just supposed to be an app to help uh, secure your email. Oh. So what they did was they released this to the App Store and said, this is a cryptography app. It is not a cryptocurrency app. And then as soon as it got approved by Apple, then they swapped it out for the thing that stole your seed phrase and by proxy, you're a cryptocurrency. Right. Which it's it's sort of the equivalent of when you go to the airport and they uh, scan your bags. And then after they're done scanning them, you can just take your bag back and put another bag on there and say, it's still safe. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> it, was, it was as much of a social engineering thing as it was a sophisticated hack because this shows a pretty big loophole in their security here that they can just replace the app with the scam app after it's already been vetted. And that approved. is exactly what the concern is. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. Hmm. Right. So it's um, looking for a lot of reviews is indeed important, but if it's something where it goes from having five stars and then the most recent things in the last month or two, or with the most recent version are one star, that's another huge red flag. Well, for myself, in general, if I just look for a, a utility app or a game app or something, that's where stars are important to me. But mm. I'm talking about this was an OEM, sold to me as an OEM app. So I'm not going to go and download an app for Tracer that's not a Tracer manufacturer. So this was supposed app. to be an original equipment manufacturer 
app. That's correct. That's why I had no questions because it's a Tracer app for my Tracer device. Why would there be any question, right? Did they market it as OEM? I'm curious because that means they're going well, after sure. dudes. They had this. They had the logo and everything. The name. No OEM specifically that term. Do you think? Do you remember if they used OEM? I don't believe OEM was oh, okay. on the on there. No, but I just was curious because that would mean they were really going after dudes our age. <laughs> but, but like I said, maybe I said it before, but I believe Tracer has made many appeals to Apple to say we will never have an official app for an iPhone ever. Oh. They've mentioned this multiple times to Apple, and yet there still seems to be apps that get on the App Store because there was more than one, too. Now, did you lose money? That You don't have to total the amount of money for anybody, but I mean, so... I, I lost, uh, yes, it was it was about $20,000 worth. Oh, well, mm. that's... that's. But, but you think that's a lot of money. I'm in touch with another fellow who had the same... He was a victim of the same app. Yeah. And the same situation almost. He lost <laughs> he lost eighteen almost eighteen Bitcoin. Oh wow. eighteen Bitcoin at forty five thousand yes. dollars a coin. I'm horrible at yes. math, but that's a lot of money. That's like the biggest tractor I can imagine because I want to buy one. Anyway. Three three quarters <laughs> of a million dollars. How much? Three quarters of a million dollars. Ouch. Oh my God. The total here was that five people ended up reporting. Uh, not sure if you uh, specifically reported this to the author- uh, authorities. Uh, five people reported getting um, robbed by this app from the iOS version uh, out of a thousand that downloaded it. And the total losses are supposed to be in the neighborhood of $1.6 million. Did you did you report it to the police? I, I re- Like I said, I called Apple and got the standard typical can yeah. response. I, uh, made, I filed the FBI cyber... Uh, cyber crime division. I filed a report there. I've never gotten any replies, but uh, I filed there. There's also a crypto recovery service from the UK, which really didn't do much for me. So they said, we, we're not going to pursue your case at the time, at this time. So hmm. this means we'll never get to it. No, the problem is that unless you have critical mass on something, the FBI doesn't really get involved. Right. No, I, I'm not expecting. It's just I, I wanted to make sure I oh, no, followed you were, with the proper Absolutely. Authorities. You were totally right to do it, to, right. to notify them. And it's this is tragic. It's And, you know, someone goes, well, it was 20000 20000 is a lot of money. Well, 20000 back in February, it, in, me, in May, I guess around Mother's Day, it peaked, probably would have been worth over 30000 And there's some expecting that, you know, that crypto will eventually get up to a lot higher and it could have been worth a hundred thousand. So there's just a lot of possibilities with that. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500 watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, 
fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. So, James, you got no justice on this deal at all, right? Zero help. Zero of any any support whatsoever. Wow. Uh, there has been another fellow who lives in California who has been in touch with this the friend that that lost the 18 Bitcoin and he's wanting to get his money back. I, I think he had the same similar situation himself. Uh, and I haven't been in touch with this other fellow, uh, but he seems to be a little uh, going his own way. So we'll let him go his own way. Philip, Philippe and, and myself, he's the fellow who lost 15 bit or 17 Bitcoin. Him and I are, are kind of working together. You know, there's a case that was recently filed, which uh, it's it's pretty interesting because what they're doing is they're suing Apple, and it's a nine count class action lawsuit against Apple for allowing a phishing app. Oh. Yes, and this is uh, it's looking pretty good for for us because it said there's a phishing app in the App Store disguised as a cryptocurrency wallet. So, and it's. Uh, looking pretty interesting. So Philippe has been in touch with this lawyer who's been putting this case together. And I think there's some interest that they may pursue it for us as well. So, Well, my feeling has always been that people talk about regulators, but the ultimate regulators of the American economic system are class action lawsuit attorneys. Uh, because if enough people band together and you can right. convince a court uh, you can you can definitely get some relief. It's just a question of of how much uh, and what the settlement would be. But uh, I think you're doing the right thing, being aggressive and staying on it, and not just simply you know saying "ah shucks" and walking away. I mean, money's money, and it's also principle involved. And you could right. be helping a lot of other people by participating in an action like this. I was about to say, it's also important just to make sure, even if you didn't get a response from the FBI, that anytime something like this happens, that it gets reported. Uh, because one of the things that they will look into for whether or not they should you know, right. bother enforcing or <laughs> bother uh, following up there are how many people and how much money was involved. Right. So if, you, if people are failing to report that, then that means it's not on their radar. If you have five, 10, 100 people reporting this, um, then that actually escalates it as a priority and also escalates their outreach efforts just to make sure that um, people are being educated about it, um, that Apple's aware, et cetera. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to this and, and you may have experienced some kind of uh, scam of this sort yourself, listen, when you go to the police department and report this, it's a pain in the butt. But I will tell you, it's worth doing. And it's worth taking the time because you're not only taking care of yourself, but you're actually making the world, I'm serious, it's going to sound ridiculous, but you're making the world a better place because the only way that these holes get plugged is by people doing their civic duty and reporting when something goes wrong. And so like, take the extra 20 minutes that it's going to take to get the, the cop who doesn't want to fill out a report 
and is trying to tell you that. I had one tell me once, James, oh, well, we don't do that here. Well, there are a number of police departments where they they just don't want to do it. And that's why, uh, you know, many people are beneficiaries now of programs that are available to help them through cyber or identity incidents uh, because these organizations of professional fraud experts, uh, they can get through to police departments that may not be as willing to take complaints as they should. Uh, so, uh, and that's what you should also look into. You should look into the, through the, your company. Do they have a program to help people? Because many employee benefit programs now have uh, identity theft or cyber uh, incident uh, programs to help people through these situations uh, because companies have realized how important it is not to have distracted employees, uh, as well as it's important for the company to know that if an em- employee had an incident, because it could directly impact how they operate with the company. That's true. Yeah, we, our uh, employee assistance program does offer a lot of services. I'll have to look into that. Check into it because you might be surprised that with companies that have programs like this, uh, there are those that are deeply discounted, but there are others that are free as a perk of your relationship with the company. So, you know, check it out. So I have a question for you, James. Are you back in crypto? Oh, yes. That that didn't deter me. Excellent. Excellent. I I learned a very hard lesson, a lesson that I will never repeat. Obviously, I know what to do. I know how to do it. I've secured my new passphrases or passcodes or seed phrase. I've secured that uh, by fire, flood, nothing's going to hurt it. It's not been near a phone. It's not been near a video camera. I've never spoken the words. What are those seed phrases? Uh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just... uh, I'm surprised Bo hadn't asked you for your phone number and your social security number yet, but he'll get around to that. <laughs> I, you know, I have some boundaries. Come on. So, yeah, that's great news. I mean, that is a victory. That is a victory. You learn the hard way. Onward. Well, and, and there was a Twitter, I should say, there was Reed Albergati. He's a Washington Post reporter, and he's the one who put the article up on the Washington Post about uh, Philippe and myself. <clears throat> and there was a lot of uh, a Twitter firestorm over it. You know, a lot of negative comments about how you guys are idiots and what do you think you're dumb you should never do this never put your seed phrase in a computer or in a in an app or anything blah 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 it's easy for them to say until they're caught by some scam themselves you know there but there was a lot of support for us and for what happened to us you know they were you know sympathetic in a lot of cases and i mean there's really nothing anybody could do at that point but uh it just—it was just nice to see that he posted that article, and it was an article written very well, and there was nothing nothing wrong with it whatsoever. So, uh, but there's also another company you've probably heard of the recent uh, the oil company that had the Bitcoin scam or Bitcoin uh, Colonial Pipeline. Yeah, Colonial Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, they used a company called Slow Mist. And I'm not advocating them at all, but I've heard that uh, Philippe has filed with them and they may be able to also get some of our, uh, they're a very good blockchain analyst company. So apparently they can possibly help too. If they can get, you know, however, what was it? $6 million back for colonial oil. They can possibly get some back for us. You know, it's, it's not hard to follow where the money went. You just follow from what account to what account and where it goes. It's not hard to find out where it is right now. 
So unless they moved it to an exchange and then the exchange is accountable for a, a hacking account. Well, we wish you much luck in hoovering that back into your life. History always favors those who are not the meek. And clearly in this situation, you are not going quietly into that good night. And God bless you for that. Absolutely not. No, I will never stop. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your story with us. Again, it's so important that people do this. We want people to tell their story and, and to feel open and honest about it. And we're going to give you open and honest feedback. And and, and again, we can't thank you enough for having the courage to come on and talk about this. This is important. Thank you. I appreciate it. And again, if somebody can learn from my mistakes and not repeat it, that's what I'm here for. That's what it's all about. Take care, James. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, fellas. So, ja- so James did something that I've done, Adam, which is um, freaked out that I lost all my money in crypto. Um, only in my case, it didn't happen. I, I did. I was able to to figure out what had happened. But I think everyone on, uh, you know, I don't know about Travis, but I know you've had experiences where you weren't able to access an account. Um, it's so important to get this right, to get the, the, hi- the cyber hygiene around crypto, if you have it, right. Well, the crazy thing is that, uh, that uh, and Travis worked with me through this, but this is where it was a highly respected site that said, oh, no, we want you to have more security, so we'd like you to use your Google Authenticator, which Mm -hmm. I did. And for whatever reason, it didn't sync up properly, and Mm. I was barred from doing anything at a particular moment where it was the difference between over uh, $4,000 and something and, like, $2,500. So... And it was it was a one one week. That's all it took. One week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. It's like let me in. I'm in. I'm at the door. But you know, it's great that it didn't let you in. Actually, if you think about it, if you think about what the opposite of not letting you in is, and letting someone else in, it's just it's 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 amazing how important it is to 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 get this right. And then if you don't figure out how to get it right, because it's okay to mess up, but it's not okay to mess up and then continue messing up. It's it, you, you got to like learn from your mistakes, brush yourself off and get them. And that was cool that James is back in the game. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I think it, you know, points out another thing that we talked about earlier in the show, which is that, you know, if you think about it in the old days, a logo on a shield would either make people feel comfortable that the shield was standing in front of them or scare people half to death that someone holding the shield was coming at them with a sword. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there are many companies where the shield is really the shield, but there's no absolutes to cybersecurity other than you will have a cyber incident sometime in your life. And it's just important to know what the threats are and know how best to protect yourself. What the Hack is a Loudtree Media production in partnership with Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. You can find What the Hack wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on social media and find additional information at adamlevin.com.